This is Luke John Picard, and you're listening to Hockey Accordion. So, they say to me, we can get you the stars of a fictional hockey team to do promos. And there's clearly been a disconnect on the branding. Anyway, this is Hockey Accordion. This is Hockey Aquarium. It is... The NWHL Draft Special Part 1. There's going to be two episodes of Hockey Aquarium this week, shorter than usual, talking about the NWHL Draft. The first part was held today in the middle of the day rather than at night. You know, I don't know why. Unless the NWHL management are reverse vampires or afraid of vampires. Anyway, so... I'll be talking briefly about today's draft picks, and then tomorrow, I don't know if it'll be tomorrow, but tomorrow the rest of the draft will happen, and then I'll have reaction to that too. So, two episodes coming at you. I'm Dave Pendries, your host of this train fire. Train fire? Hmm. That'd be rough. What if a trash train was on fire? Anyway. So... Let's talk about this. Now, I'm not going to get heavy into stats. I know you can get the stats if you want them, and I know that you know outlets like the Ice Garden and the Victory Press and the Hockey Writers and the other SB Nation sites and anyone else writing about you know NWHL or NCAA hockey can probably get that to you and get into the analytics and all that. So I figure why even go down that road? You know you can get it from them. You know, it'd be like, you know... If you could go to the mayonnaise store to get your favorite mayonnaise, or you get mayonnaise from the gas station, and it's like, I don't think you want the gas station mayonnaise, so why am I even going to give it to you? I will give you gas. I will sell you gas. This is quite a digression. Let's move on. So, there were 10 picks this, this Wednesday. And I'm just going to go through it briefly, and if I have anything to say, I will say so. So, the Riveters selected Annie Pankowski out of Wisconsin. This She is a member of the U.S. national team, and uh, she is interesting enough. She's from California, going to school in Wisconsin. So, a couple of things are going to have to happen here. Either, you know, the Wisconsin pipeline that exists with the Riveters is going to have to pull her over. There's going to have to be a good job over there, something like that. Um, hopefully that will work out for the Riveters. Kind of taking a flyer there, but maybe they know something we don't, but more on that in a minute. Secondly, Connecticut Whale took my advice, took anyone to anyone the brain's advice, selected Melissa Samuskevich out of Quinnipiac. You know, she's in the U.S. national program. She really, um, it really, you know, got on people's radar screens the last tournament. You know, people who follow Quinnipiac know full well just how talented she is. She's points away from eclipsing the 100 points mark. And every single member of the Quinnipiac 100 points club has been drafted by the NWHL. Some players did not end up in the NWHL. They played in the CWHL instead, but all have been drafted. TTC Inferno is at Clarkson now. 
Don't know what's going to happen next year. She was a draft pick. Don't know how that'll happen. But, you know, every single player has been drafted by the NWHL. Such a high-quality talent coming out of Quinnipiac. So she is from Connecticut. Obviously, if her career plans take her out of the state, that could affect her ability to play for the Whale. But a very critical pick. A very... Um, She's just an explosive player. And in fact, her point totals are lower than they should be. I don't know why that is per se. I mean, the, it seemed like the first couple of years when she had, you know, um, seen Ferrano and a variety of other players um, in the, on the Quinnipiac squad, you know, she seemed to be scoring more. This team was scoring more. And for whatever reason, the past two years, Quinnipiac has really struggled to get points on the board. So maybe with the turnover, I'm not sure. And so that's showing something. I mean, if you watch her in action, as, as you can see at the tournament, just incredibly skilled, opportunistic, incredibly dangerous player, fantastic with stick handling. And she's the team captain, so she's shown herself to be a leader. She's been captain for two years. She was appointed a junior captain. So just, I mean, just a high-quality player. If the Whale can get her, if the Whale keep their core together and add her to it, just watch out. Their, their, their fortunes improve exponentially. Um Moving to the Buttes, the Buttes took Megan Keller out of Boston College. She's a... You know, gold medalist at the Olympics, uh, hails from Michigan. So that, you know, if the Buttes can draw her over, that'll be interesting to see. Fantastic player. Um, I've only seen her a couple of times, but uh, one of those games was versus the in an exhibition versus the Boston Pride two years ago. In a game in which BC played Pride incredibly evenly. And we're talking, we're talking, um, uh, Brianna Decker pride there. Hillary Knight was not in the game, but still, we're talking like high-quality Boston pride there. And uh, Keller played very good defense. She even, uh, Alex Carpenter was on the pride that year. She even forwarded Carpenter at one point. They were teammates, but at that point, she just, she figured it out, and she scored in that game. So just an incredible player. And... Um, she, uh, along with her teammate, which I'll mention in a minute, Kelly Flanagan, uh, have, were both complimented by uh, Coach uh, Cassandra Turner of Quinnipiac when they played a couple of years ago, and she found them to be fantastic skaters. I mean, no surprise being, you know, gold medalists and all, but uh, the Turner had singled them out for praise in that, and uh, both defenders. So you sometimes don't always know how good a defender is because part of their skill is in preventing things from happening rather than having things happen. So just, so that's a good pick for the Buttes if they can, if they can bring her in. Um, and the Buttes currently, I mean, have Emily Falzer and Blake Bolden. So you can have a lot of BC defenders there if they can keep that up. Minnesota took Kelly Panic out of Minnesota. Panic is also a gold medalist on the national team. Uh, and, you know, being in the Minnesota you know, neck of the woods, can't hurt her. Um, actually seen her a few times. Minnesota has mercifully come out east and just, she's very resourceful. Um, she's great, just a great playmaker. Just really, really, really good. I mean, there's not much else I can say about that. You just could see her skill uh, with the stick handling and, I mean, 
you know, if the Whitecaps can add her, I mean, that's just more power to them. They're going to get even more dangerous. Boston Pride took aforementioned Callie Flanagan. Uh, so defender out of BC also has the gold medal. She is, um, she um, assisted, on a, assisted on a goal versus the Pride in that Pride BC game a couple of years ago. She hails from New Hampshire, so that doesn't put her too far away from Boston, assuming she's operating out of her hometown. Again, we don't know anything about where any of these players are going after their graduation. Riveters picked uh, Kendall Cornine out of RIT. Don't know a lot about her, have not seen her play. Uh, she's a forward. She has uh, eight goals, five assists, 13 points in, um, in this season in 19 games. Last year, uh, it looks like she has 11 goals. The year before that, 12. I might have been inverting that, but that's been the uh, that's been her goal total. She may surpass that this year at the rate she's going. She is from New Jersey, though, and that may be what drew the Metropolitan Riveters to uh, getting her because you know, you know, Metropolitan is located in New Jersey, despite the whole Metropolitan thing. You can't you can't argue with geography. Geography defines everything um so you know i don't know a lot of what she will bring to the table but she certainly seems to be scoring a bunch and you'd think that the uh riveters would you know be able to add her in and that would go well um the whale with their second pick took out of bc mckenna newkirk she's in the u.s national team system she's a forward she uh had an assist and a uh, goal uh, versus Quinnipiac a couple years ago when I saw her. They played some very solid defense against the Pride in that exhibition. Haven't seen BC in a while in person, so that's been uh, part of that. But she's heavily involved in the offense. To me, Newkirk has always been overshadowed by Daryl Watts, Katrin Lonergan, um, some of the other players. But you know, she's you know she's a just a very, very, very good player. And so sometimes you may lose that when you have so many stars on one team, but I, I, I think that's a fantastic pickup if the whale can draw her over. Now she hails from Arizona, so, you know, who knows if she wants to continue or where she'll end up. But again, you know, you get a job in Boston, you get a job in Connecticut, who knows? But, you know, she's part of that growing number of players coming out of Arizona to play. So uh, hopefully the whale can add her. She would be just a fantastic fantastic addition you put sam Skevich and newkirk on that team i mean all you know all bets are off whale could whale could go all the way buffalo buttes took with their second pick lauren gable out of clarkson very very well respected player um i saw her a couple uh it was a year ago versus Yale, had a nasty goal uh, in front of the net, got a break in and uh, took care of business there. Uh, she has, she also set up a goal with some resourceful uh, play in front of the net, feeding uh, one of her teammates. She's just, you know, been incredibly well regarded. Many of the, um, you know, commentators in women's hockey have been like, you know, keep an eye on her, you know, in the ncaa fantasy league that the ice garden set up a lot of teams are named after gable it's just she's just really really well respected and from she's from kitchener ontario now that puts her if she was to operate out of her hometown she that puts her about uh two mi two two miles 
two hours away from Buffalo, which is also about two hours away from Toronto. So, you know, the CWHL may come a calling, but she's certainly from an equal distance from both places in lovely Kitchener. Uh, that's assuming that's where she ends up. I mean, she may, who knows where she ends up. I mean, she may decide to stay in beautiful upstate New York in the Clarkson area. I think that's in Potsdam. Not entirely sure, but it's, it's up there. And I do apologize to Clarkson for not knowing exactly where the team is. Uh, Minnesota took Sophia Shaver out of Wisconsin. I don't um, know a lot about Wisconsin players, admittedly. So, you know, just obviously Minnesota picking team players from, you know, Big Ten schools in the Midwest, wise choice. Uh, Boston Pride, with their second pick of the draft, took Bailey Larson out of Colgate. Uh, she, um, she, uh, I've seen her a few times. Uh, she has some, uh, I'm totally blanking on my notes here. Uh, just, you know, one of these players has been well-regarded. Um, I don't have a lot specific, uh, observations that I've seen, but, um, you know, Boston may be able to draw her. Colgate isn't that far from Boston, though. She's from Illinois, so this is a this is a bit of a flyer. I don't know if they, if you know, she's interested in working in the Boston area. Who knows? But she'd be a good a role player. I wish I had a little bit more to say about that, but I've been trying to limit it. I've been trying not to pull up the stat sheet. I'm trying to more to keep it just to, you know, seeing, um, you know, what I've seen and seeing what I've seen. That's brilliant. You know, I should actually use a script, but I don't. Colgate's been a really good team the past few years. Last year was in the national title game, so they then she was, she was a big part of that. So that's that's no surprise that she's on the Boston Pride's radar screen. And uh, if we're up to me, they could, they'd also, if they could get Lauren Wildfang, who's playing over in Europe, though I believe is not playing at the moment, if Boston could get that, I mean, she's just a fine player, too, but that's a digression. Quick, quick ex a couple of points. I was surprised that um, the prospect pipeline piece the NWHL has been putting out each week did never include Melissa Samuskevich in it. Uh, my understanding of how that worked is that the writer was basing it on who they thought would be good prospects. I don't know if there's any connection between who the league knows are possible prospects through working with coaching staffs and the writer or not. But I was just really surprised. Cause I, and I could be wrong. Please correct me. So I think last year the prospect pipeline was more um, comprehensive, though then again, that was for a draft that didn't happen over the summer. So that I may have just stepped in it there. But um, nonetheless, given the, the pipeline they were doing this year, it was surprising that um, uh, she was not mentioned because, I mean, she's just this incredibly, incredibly talented player. Second thing is, this year, the schools were talking about the draft, but not just that, the players drafted were talking about the draft. And I'm not sure how this works, because in the past, I was under the impression that the players, there had to be a wall between the players and the NWHL. And that, you know, the NWHL could talk to the coaches and the coaches could advocate for the players. And that was how things got done. In conversations around the 2016 draft, it had been mentioned that that's sort of how things were done. Um, 
given that the NCA has all these ridiculous rules. Some are well-meaning, some are clearly just meant to keep people from making, you know, any money. And that's a whole other topic, you know, consult the experts on that. But it was, I, I'm not familiar with this being possible in other cases because most drafts are not held during seasons so you know you do the nfl draft a few months after the you know the football season the nwsl women's soccer draft is a few months after the season the wnba draft is a few weeks after the basketball season so if a player has used up their eligibility they can say you know they can say well you know, thank you, you know, whale, or come on in, you know, come on in team, have a look at me, because they can't lose anything at that point. And this, this is a very unique situation. I'm a bit confused about it. I'm not an expert on NCAA rules. They're very convoluted. So, I mean, I'd imagine the NWHL and the programs involved would not have allowed their athletes to participate in this if it didn't clear all their compliance offices, but it's different. I don't know if there's been a different interpretation, and I sure hope there wasn't some confusion over that, but it is certainly, it's good that the players were able to acknowledge that. It establishes a better connection, so hopefully everything's good. It's just very interesting, and I, I hope that some of my colleagues in the media, and I say colleagues as former colleagues because I'm just sort of out of the media. I just do this podcast because why not? But I hope there's some follow-up through the uh, press outlets to get a little more clarification about how that works. So anyway, that's it for round one and two. I think the uh, on paper, the Riveters you know, would do well to get Pankowski, and it certainly looks like um, Cornyn can beat a Cornyn or Cornine. Uh, could be a very valuable uh, addition. I mean, the whale, if they get Sam Eskevich and, I mean, and uh, Keller, I mean, that's just going to be, um, just going to be something, something amazing. Or not Keller, I'm, I apologize, Newkirk. I'm looking at the wrong page. You know, that would be, I mean, that, that just, their fortunes would change overnight. And, I mean, the other teams, you know, I, I focus mainly on the Whale and Riveters, but, I mean, Boston getting Flanagan Larson, if they can get them, I mean, they would just be continuing to load up. And uh, having, you know, Flanagan, I think, is the bigger get than, than Larson, but only by a smidge. But, you know, just adding in quality D is, uh, is a major deal. And uh, I think the Buttes, the Buttes certainly made some quality picks. In Minnesota, if they can get a panic, I mean, She's just, and I, I'm not, and I don't mean to be uh, dismissing Shaver. I just haven't seen her play, know a lot. But I mean, Panic is a is a clear blue chipper. So hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody will sign if they can. And uh, once around three through five happens, I'll come back with some reactions. Hopefully, have a little more notes, but uh, we'll leave it at that. And as always, what is your favorite shark? <laughs>